Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday the 28th of October. And as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. If you're listening on a podcast, you can head on over to our website, marcustoday.com.au, and you can have a look at the disclaimer there. And if you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board. We really would. Head on over to that website as well, marcustoday.com.au, and you can give us a 14-day trial, and we can see and we can prove to you how valuable we can be for your investment journey. All right, well, last night, a bit of a uh, nasty session, really, in the U.S. markets. Late drops, uh, visa results weighing heavily on the Dow. That was 100 points of that Dow fall all by itself. The Dow Jones falling 266 points, or 0.74%, 35,491. NASDAQ doing better than most, up zero, or maybe down zero. But it was unchanged on the day. So big tech stocks holding up well. S&P 500, though, down a middle for diddle, down half a percent, 23 points to 45.52. And that VIX index, we always talk about that, bottoming around 15.16. Well, it did. They're up 7.1%, 17.11. Commodity prices got absolutely whacked last night. So did we see U.S. reporting season continue. And that visa was down almost 7%, and that was 100 points of the Dow all by itself. And as a result of all this turmoil, we have seen the SPY futures uh, closing at 8.30, down 40 points. So we are looking for a pretty weak and soggy day in store for us today. But nil desperandum, we do have the ANZ results to cheer us up, and we'll do more on that in a minute. Other things driving the market. Ford had results after hours. They're up 4.3%. They doubled earnings expectations. eBay fell 5% after hours. Boeing down 1.5%. McDonald's, they look like they've got a happy meal on board. They were up 3% after hours on their numbers as well. But General Motors falling 5% after hours on their results. So very much US dominated by results. As I say, that Dow Jones dominated by the 100-point loss in Visa. But it was a tale of two cities in some respects. Commodities were well and truly on the nose last night. We had a bit of a sell-off in the oil price. Looks like Iran is going to come back to the table and talk to the US about sanctions and about their nuclear program. So that may be one reason why the oil price fell last night. Brent crude down 2.1%, eighty-two to 84.58%. A WTI down 2.35% or $1.99 to 82.66. So throw out your oil stocks today. It's all over. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, gold, one of the bright points in the commodity spectrum, up $5.40, 1798.80. So nearly, nearly above that 1800 level again, 0.3% to the good. Iron ore, though, fell 2.5%. But the carnage was really in base metals last night. Uh, China moving very much to clamp down on buoyant coal prices in China. And uh, as a result, we have seen that fall through into other commodities as well. Copper was down 2%. Nickel down 3.5%. Aluminium down 5.7%. Zinc down 1.7%. 
lead down 1.9% and tin, which has been riding high, and tin is used in solder instead of lead in circuit boards, fell 6.7%. So big falls in those commodities and big falls as well in commodity stocks. Freeport McMoran was down 4.7%. Alcoa down 7.4%. Obviously, that will have implications for AWC today. TechCorp down 1.28%. Anglo down 2%. Glencore down 2.6%. And Vale was also down 2.3%. BHP down nearly 2%. And Rio down 2.4% in US trade. The Aussie dollar 75.17. And you'll see why that is the case in a minute. The divergence between the 10-year yield in the US and the 10-year yield in Australia is quite market now. And also yesterday, we saw the CPI price uh, come in, and now a lot of economists and traders are going for rate rises sooner rather than later. And that two- and three-year short end of the yield curve had a massive, massive spike yesterday. Here you can see the S&P 500 was chugging along relatively okay. Uh, certainly when I woke up, the uh, the market was relatively okay. And then it got trashed at the close and closed well and truly on its lows. So not a good sign and certainly earnings a little bit disappointing last night for the US market. As far as major stories go, growth concerns linger. The oil price fell. The Democrats have unveiled a corporate minimum tax of 15% on companies making a billion dollars profit or more. Are we there yet with the Democrats? Joe Biden's ratings continue to fall, hardly unexpected given the uh, the share, uh, well, the oil price is hurting uh, sentiment in the US. A pandemic hit to global employment is much worse than anticipated and rising energy prices putting that pressure on the Biden administration. Chip lead times begin to slow. One of the big car companies last night with their results or this morning said that the chip shortage is starting to slow and Nevergrande's Huey has amassed billions in dividends before the crisis and he is being urged to use some of those billions to pay the debt holders. The FDA panel recommends Pfizer vaccine for use in young children. Bitcoin below 60,000. All that ETF euphoria is dissipating. Stagflation debate splits Wall Street. Many argue the cases of current bout of inflation either overblown or likely to fade. Transitory. How long is transitory? Chinese industrial profit growth accelerated in September. And our core inflation increased at fastest annual pace in six years. There are now thoughts that the RBA is well and truly behind the curve. And China coal futures slump. Beijing announces cleanup of illegal storage sites and the worst COVID outbreak in more than eight months in Beijing at the moment. As far as our market goes today, we have a little bit of economic news today. We've got third quarter trade prices, Bank of Japan policy meeting, and in the US, the third quarter GDP is out tomorrow. And interestingly, the Atlanta Fed GDP now is out with its final guest this morning. It's now just 0.2 of a percent. Big news today, of course, will be the ANZ result, which has beat consensus with a 6.2% billion dollar profit and a 72 cent dividend which gives them 82 cents more dividend for the year than the previous year and this is an interesting one investor dan loeb he's an activist investor he's built a position in shell and is pushing for a breakup of the oil company energy led nine of the s p 500's industry sectors lower 
And worryingly, I guess, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Tesla now make up 40% of the S&P 500. So very much beholden to big tech. Uh, now, Iran and the European Union agreed to restart negotiations over the revival of the 2015 nuclear accord, which, of course, President Trump abandoned with the U.S. agreement with uh, Iran on sanctions and their nuclear industry there. Yesterday, the coal sub-index in China and the energy sub-index index fell dramatically. Coal down 4.2%, energy index down 3.2%. In the U.S., Tesla was up 1.6%, Alphabet up 5.5%, Microsoft up 4.7%, Apple no bites for them today, down 0.2%, and it's hip to be square fell nearly 4%, so that will feed into the afterpay price today. And the 10-year yield in the US, 1.54% in Australia. We are hovering now at 1.8%, and that two- and three-year bond yield took off yesterday like a scalded cat on the back of those CPI numbers. Germany still minus 0.18%. And the biggest float, or the biggest company that could be coming to the Australian market for a long time, the SG Lottery business, which uh, they were looking at an IPO, or maybe even a private equity deal, it looks like the IPO may well and truly be off. It could be that a private equity deal whereby Brookfield uh, will buy the company. Funding being put together is the story. And Q Super, which is a Queensland superannuation company that looks after public servants in Queensland, is in hot water over an audit of franking credit stripping scheme. And members likely to foot the bill, don't they always? And you kid on the block, Sharesies has raised fresh capital to expand its Australian operations, another cut-price ETF platform and stock gambling uh, app. And Baron Joey Capital, which is uh, the new kid on the block as well, so far it's lost $114 million in its startup phase. Staff costs cost $82 million. I worked it out. They have 232 people on the payroll. They are getting an average of $353,000 per employee. Nice work if you can get it. That's it for me today. Question of the day, though, is will we see rate rises sooner rather than later? That big move in two- and three-year yields yesterday pointing to the RBA being behind the curve. Will we see rate rises sooner rather than later on the back of that? But thanks very much for listening to this podcast. As you probably know, Marcus today has split its podcast into four. We now have the strategy podcast with Marcus. We have the daily updates with the breakfast briefing and the end of day report in one silo as well and the on the desk podcast where the boys in melbourne talk about things financial and investment wise uh, that is another silo and the on the couch podcast where i talk about uh, fund managers and ceos and various other things that of interest to me and hopefully of interest to members is another silo so you can sign up to whichever one you want to listen to, whichever is the most useful in your day. You can sign up to none, of course, or you can sign up to all of them. We don't care as long as you're getting the content that you like. But that's it from me today. Hope you have a great session. If you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today team, or the community rather, maybe you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and you can join up there. And there's always the great Facebook discussion group as well to participate in. It's a fantastic resort resource and a lot of people getting a lot of interest and a lot of value out of that that's it though have a great day